for turning us on. This is Pink Noise Posse, episode five of season two, and I am Very Sherry. Today's dive is with the Empowerment Queen, Posse member Odessa Christiana. If you listened to our episode in the first season, you'd know that she turned lemons into lemonade like nobody else I've ever met. And she knows the exact same thing is possible for you. Dream it, believe it, become it. She reveals the story about her fantasy real estate deal. We talk about the contagious nature of a smile and the ripple effect that doing something positive for yourself can have on those around you. And I realize that we are all sharing the messages that our younger self needed to hear. It's time to get real. We're just getting real. Yeah, we are. We're getting real. What do you want Pink Noise listeners to know about your work, your practice, what matters to you? Where's, where's the juice? (laughs) There's a a lot of juice. Yeah. What juice is feeding Odessa at this moment? Isn't it interesting how much we just continue to grow and learn through life? I was reflecting back to the first interview that I had with you, I can't recall the month, but we know it was 2020. And what a different state of being in so many ways from there to now. And it's just so interesting to think whenever you're in the now, there's a part of us that might feel like it's, we're in this chapter forever. (laughs) This is Like in that 2020, oh my gosh, I mean, that was insane. We were all just freaking out in our own ways, right? There was so much. And here we are now and look what has changed and um, look what you and I both accomplished in our lives, in our businesses in this past year or so. And the lives that we've influenced since then. I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, right there, that's pretty awe-inspiring, isn't it? Do you want to list it for me? Do I want to list it? Well, I don't know. I mean, I could. That might take a while. (laughs) I want to share something, though, that I was reflecting on, thinking back to that time. And I think that you cut and shared a couple of clips from what I was talking about during that interview, and it was about fear. And so I want to share kind of a personal story and a personal win and a little bit of my own audacity for my ridiculous amount of self-belief and just how that really showed up in my life. Okay. Yes, please. Okay. So I had said that when the fear of not doing the thing gets to be greater than the fear of doing it is when you'll finally just take action, right? And I know that's applied to me at a lot of different times in life. And it's actually applying to something else that if we have time, I'll talk about in a few minutes. But I just want to say to back up, around the time of our interview, I was living in my Palm Springs home, which for those people that that don't know me. I was kind of like the vacation rental queen there. I held a space for 
um, for events, for photo shoots, for film, for music videos, this, this house that had just become my identity. I had published my book, No Vacancy, you know, writing all about how to set up and run a successful Airbnb. So that house was so much me. But as I leaned into my intuition, something just kept telling me it was time to sell that house. It was time to sell the house. It was time to sell the house. And it was like, oh, you know, I'd kind of lean into that and then go, wait a second, how can I sell this house? It's, it's my business. It's several businesses. It's my identity. I base so much of who I am on this freaking house. You know, it's kind of crazy. It's like selling not just a home, but a business and this entity, and also a place where I could gather people, where I planned to host retreats and things like that. So I kept thinking, Odessa, are you crazy? You know, and thank goodness my darling husband was on the same page. And so we had many conversations over many glasses of wine about this endeavor. And we finally, we came to the conclusion to just, to just do it. And that was such a perfect example to me of when the fear of not doing the thing, because we knew that with selling that property, we were opening ourselves up to such a beautiful new chapter of life. We had just come to kind of a helm with that. It was like, yeah, there could have been more, there could have been more events and retreats and on and on and on but we both just felt done and we leaned into that intuition. And <laughs> I keep thinking I'm going to write a blog or a post about this. And this is like, this is a really personal, personal share because as much as I enjoy having money, I don't always talk about money or certain amounts, but I just have to tell you that um, the first day it was on the market the realtor called with an offer. He was so excited that he got an offer the first day the house hit the market. Do you know what I said no to that day? Here comes the wild, ridiculous amount of self-belief and belief in spirit. I turned down, oh my God, I, this, all of a sudden, this is like evoking this emotion to me because it was such a big deal once I stopped and thought about it. I said no to $1.2 million that day. My jaw is on <laughs> the floor. <laughs> I said, no, this is a little girl that was, that was brought up eating oatmeal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner that a few years ago didn't have hardly 20 bucks to her name. Okay. I had the audacity and the crazy belief in myself and in spirit, in universe, which I'm very tuned into, to say no to that because I knew that there would be something better. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. It was, it was crazy. It was just crazy. But but you have worked hard to cultivate this relationship with your intuition. This, this wasn't audacity, it was knowing, believing, trusting. Yes, it would seem audacious 
audacious. <laughs> it would seem that to some, but to me, it was just a simple no to my realtor. He's like, oh, okay. And then I hung up the phone and then I sat there for a few minutes and actually thought about what I'd just done. And it just hit me. It's like, girl, you have like up leveled. You have like really tapped into that knowing, that intuition. And it feels so good. Well, what happened next? Well, the next few weeks rolled out and there were miscellaneous offers. And then for mm, maybe a couple weeks, it kind of looked like things were falling apart a little bit, like an offer came in and then kind of fell through. And, you know, we kind of got to a time where we were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, holy shit, maybe maybe I should have said yes to that, you know, but, but I still just, I held that belief. And, you know, I danced around my pool in the moonlight and I was like, okay, come on universe. I'm trusting you here. I know you got something for me. And I'm ready. <laughs> let's go. If we're really supposed to leave and embrace that next chapter, let's see what you got. And then the next offer came in. The right one. The right one. It came in and it all just flowed from there. We left the house in July. And here we are in October. We've been on a beautiful new adventure, just embracing the days and the changes. And, and I'm just, I'm really thrilled at, at the results that are coming in for me and just where I am mentally right now with all of that. And I got to know what happens when you turn this incredible capacity that you have to build the life that you desire, what happens when you turn that attention onto a client? Well, that, my friend, is definitely what I want to talk about next and just share with you kind of where I am right now. In the past, you know, I've, I've had a lot of programs and like many courses that I hold in private Facebook groups that you can join for X amount. They go for maybe anywhere from a month to six weeks or even a week. You know, I've done all sorts of things. You know, I have my journaling course and my affirmations course, but I haven't really up until now really leaned into the one-on-one coaching. And quite honestly, I was never sure if I would do that because it's such an energy thing for me. I'm very, very protective of my energy and just who I'm around, you know, who I'm giving my energy to, who's taking my energy. But I'm really being shown and led that it's time for me to do a certain amount of that one-on-one coaching because there are people that need to be in my unique energetic space. And my focus is really um, creatives, other entrepreneur minded people, people that might be kind of feeling stuck in a job like I was for so many years myself. 
I, I want to help people with a wild amount of self-belief, which I've instilled in myself. What I'm getting about you, Odessa, hearing that is a vision of you wanting to help a younger version of you. Yeah. And, and as that becomes clear to me, I think I can take that sentiment and layer it on myself. And really, I could take that sentiment and layer it on every healer, teacher, practitioner, coach I've ever met. Wow. Aren't we all just wanting to share the, the medicine that our younger self needed? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So that we can liberate others in a way that we didn't find. How early can this journey begin for someone? Where's the point where your empowerment message would have helped younger you? And, <laughs> okay, now I'm, I'm, I might be going too far down this wormhole, but I know I couldn't be who I am today without having gone on the journey that I've been on. And made the choices that I've made. And now I could call them mistakes, but I needed to live them. I needed to feel all those feelings and make those choices and be in it in order to know and see what I know and see now. Yes. So I really couldn't have shortcutted. So were, were they really mistakes? Exactly. Just part of your story. And it makes you the absolute gem of wisdom and love and the cheerleader that you are for people today. You know, our tapestry has been woven through so many ups and downs and um, what we might look at like mistakes or poor choices or so many, there's just so many layers there of threads that have allowed us to become who we are today and who we're still becoming. I feel my, my different character in who I am today versus last time we, we talked live like this. So what's it going to be in a year and five years and 10 years and so on. It's a beautiful process and I'm embracing that. And I know you are too. How would you define the characteristics of uh, younger you, the person that you most want to reach with your work? Something oh. you said already is that maybe an individual feels um, a lack of contentment with their current job or career track. What else might be true? Big dreamers. Big dreamers who maybe are afraid, either afraid to share for fear of being judged or put down for their visions or just surrounded by people that don't believe in them. You know, um, people that just, that want something else so badly that sometimes they can just taste it, but they just, they really need somebody to just 
just breathe some really positive energy into them and just say, I know you can do this. You have the power within you. I would like to make people believe that they can do anything. I'm seeing your fairy godmother persona show up in this moment. <laughs> Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. <laughs> I mean, Odessa, you, you were born to have a magical wand in your hand. <laughs> and ride a unicorn. I've got my pom-poms and my megaphone. And you definitely have a magical wand in your hand. Thank you. Yes. I plan to use it. A lot. Let's talk about the impact then. Let's talk about the impact of you using your, your knowing, your learned gifts in service of others. And let's talk a little bit about those transformations that are possible, that are just waiting to be uncovered and revealed. Well, as we know, when one person smiles, it's contagious, right? As is the ripple effect that we have when other lives are touched, when people start to really open up to who they are, to awaken to who they're meant to be, to accept themselves, to just go about their days in in love and in excitement and in inspiration and creativity that has such a ripple effect on all the people around them. And maybe, maybe they, because they're doing something that's positive for them, maybe they will crack someone else open. Maybe they'll help hundreds or thousands of people even. My voice can't possibly reach as many people as I'd like it to just on its own. My voice can only be heard by the ears that are ready to hear it. But if my voice can awaken someone else to their potential, their voice may be heard by someone that I can't reach, right? I got all the goosebumps on that one. <laughs> I, got, I got all the goosebumps, Odessa, because I know it's true. There is no limit to what's possible. There is no end to our learning. There is no end to what we can become or do as long as we're open to change. Yes. Yes. So how do you prepare someone to be open for change? I mean, does it just go back to the fear story when the fear of not doing is greater than? If I could prepare someone, I'd be preparing friends and family that aren't ready <laughs> for my pixie test yet. <laughs> I'm always trying here, <laughs> but um, I think you have to be, you have to be ready. You know, you have to be um, just ready to open up and learn and be guided and connect. 
And I'm still doing that myself. You know, I don't have all the answers. Goodness knows. I wrote in my journal, I don't know, a few days or weeks ago, or as you know, I journal every day. So I have all kinds of crazy business in there. But I wrote in my journal, like, I'm not God. I don't have all the answers. Am I a guide for others? Yes. Am I a queen in my life? Yes. I might be the queen of my life, but I'm not God in my life. So there's always the being guided, the learning, the growing, the listening to the intuition and what's being shown to me. I love your confidence and demeanor in owning that you are the queen of your life. Like it feels so good to hear that. I was going to put my crown on for you. <laughs> and that's really what I want to do with the people that come in and work with me, Sherry. I really want to, um, not saying they have to be just females. I mean, I would say my client base is mostly females, but um, hey, he, she, them, they, what, whatever it is, whoever needs me and is open, I'm, you know, I want to put a crown on their head. And when I say queen of your life, that's just, a, it's just a word that evokes a feeling for me. I appreciate the inclusive nature of of what you're sharing there, that, that the, the crown is a symbol, a symbol of royalty, a symbol of deservedness, mm -hmm. a symbol of um, reverence for oneself. Your life is your kingdom or queendom or whatever you want to call it, your empire. So wear your crown proudly. And with that, I'm going to drop us right in to a song called Queendom by a favorite artist who I'll be seeing live in LA next month on my birthday. Next week, Pink Noise Posse member Carrie Ockrey, singer-songwriter turned killer journey buddy, shares more about why she's tuned in to her heart as an intuitive coach. Until then, keep mining and shining the gold within.
queen, I'm come. Nah, nah, nah. My queen, I'm come. 